Welcome to the podcast of the Consortium for History of Science, Technology, and Medicine. I'm Bob Akashrafi. We'll be hearing from Dora Varga, who is Senior Lecturer in Medical Humanities at the University of Exeter. She's the author of Polio Across the Iron Curtain, Hungary's Cold War with an Epidemic. To hear the full interview with Dora about her book, visit us at www.chstm.org. Dora, we're recording this in March of 2020 in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, which is a global epidemic or pandemic. And I wonder if we look back at the history of the Hungarian experience with polio, what kind of questions or insights that raises for us now in our current situation? Well, it's certainly a very interesting time to be a historian of medicine and a historian of epidemics. I've been, of course, thinking a lot about this. I have a bit of a problem of lessons learned from history, since I think that diseases and epidemics are very much situated in their own time and societies and biological particulars and in the particular politics that they're embedded in. But I think that there are several things that at least I've been thinking about. One is the importance of international organizations in epidemic management. The WHO at that time, it was a new organization, proved a crucial role in not only actively creating connections and collaborations, but being there as a foil for these connections that otherwise would have been difficult to be made. So for instance, Czechoslovak researchers got Sabin to send them vaccine and to organize a trial in Czechoslovakia through the WHO. So they could go, because they were members of the organization, they could use this organization to make connections across political dividing lines. The WHO also had an important part in actually moving the acceptance of the vaccine forward, where in a very fragile political situation, there was not a lot of trust. And trust is very, very important and key to dealing with an epidemic. But the WHO was not the only international organization that had a role. The Red Cross played an important role as we hear about the shortage of ventilators and respiratory technology. I'm constantly reminded of the very similar problem during polio epidemics, because one of the most deadly forms that the disease could take that it paralyzed the respiratory muscles. So people needed machines that would breathe for them in order to survive. They might uh, be able to leave that machine later on or they were connected to it for life, but it would save their lives. Without that, they would die very, very quickly. So these technologies, of course, were very expensive. They were very big machines and they were state-of-the-art. They were very new and there was not enough to go around. No country needed them all the time. You would need a high number of these respiratory machines for the duration of the epidemic. And there was already in the late 1940s a proposition that maybe there should be an international sort of bank of respiratory machines where or a register of what country has how many machines that could be mobilized whenever there was an outbreak and whenever healthcare systems were really, really hard-pressed and were in dire need of this technology And it was in the end the Red Cross that organized this. So you had iron lungs flying across the world, particularly one uh, that actually came into Hungary during the revolution. So it could override a lot of these political upheavals. 
and political animosities. I think that's one of the key things that I would think to be important to take away from this. This has been a podcast from the Consortium for History of Science, Technology, and Medicine, and I'm Jessica Linker, a program coordinator at the Consortium. You can find other podcasts, video lectures, archival spotlights, as well as opportunities to connect to our community of scholars at chstm.org. This podcast is made possible with the generous support of the Pew Charitable Trusts, the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, and the Rita Allen Foundation.